What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees, and you are listening to the boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. All right, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 87. This is another roll call episode for those of you just tuning in for the first time. Roll call episodes are individual player episodes on every player on the Yankees. About 15 minutes we're going to do per player. We're going to release them every Tuesday and Friday leading up to the season. Once we're a week out of the season, we're doing them every single day leading up, like a little domino effect, so buckle up. This episode is all about none other than Gio Urshela. Alright, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street. First episode was about Corey Kluber in the roll call. If you haven't listened to that yet, go listen to it. It was a blast. We kind of, like, first time we've ever talked about Corey Kluber and Pinstripes along with being the roll call episode. And what better way to kick it off? That was a fun one. That one actually went a little bit longer than 15 minutes. We uh, kind of got carried away, but, you know, we, we were... We gave him the new New, new York minute. We gave him the, uh, the nice little welcome. But yeah. this one is all about Gio Urshela. But before we get going, how you doing, Damon? Fucking fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Thursday. So would you I'm getting I'm getting into the groove of recording twice a week now. Because we are we were doing once a week episodes in the off season, but now we're getting back into the groove of going twice a week, gearing up for the, the season. So like just doing that multiple times is getting me ready for the for ready for the season, and now I'm just more excited. Yeah, you got to get the lube on on the on the gears. You know, you, you can't get, jump, you can't just jump you can't into just it. Jump back into it. It's, it's like working out for the it. first time in a couple of years. Like yeah. me and you both had. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no consistency with that. So <laughs> at least we got consistency that. here. So I mean, New Year's resolution didn't last very long, as I'm sure with men. Now no, the listeners they're they're in shape. They're good yeah. people. So I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, Damon. Because, well, yeah. So fuck you. <laughs> but I'm your host, Luke. For those of you who are new to the show, stick around. We like to have fun here. But, yeah, this is about, about Gio Urshela. So, Gio Urshela uh, just recently actually made a deal. He's making some money now with the Yankees. $4.65 million this year he just recently agreed to last week. Similar to, like, what, what uh, Clint got. And, yeah, I mean, Cashman was busy with the arbitration. Didn't go to arbitration yeah. with, seems like, anybody. And Gio was one of them. So, Gio is coming off a 2020 where he had a 2.1 war. And that is in 60 games, mind you. 2.1 war is a lot. 2.1 war is a lot in 60 games. And I know we're going to get into this throughout the episode, but that just goes to show how I think he's one of the most underrated third basemen in the league right now. Because we'll get there. Don't get ahead of I know. Yourself. I'm just saying. I'm just saying like 2.1 is a lot. We're going to get into it. I was going to say we're going to get into it, but just keep that in the back of your minds. We keep talking about it. 2.1 war underrated. So... 2.1 war, coming off a season before that in a full season where he had a 3.9 war, was it? Yeah. So yeah. my little tidbit to that when I was going over Gio Urshela's stats, I, I noticed a few things, and I'll share those few things with Talk you. Talk to me. One thing is, before, <laughs> before we get going on that, it kind of leads into this. If only Gio Urshela could hit. That's the headline <laughs> that 
was the funniest headline of freezing cold take. There was an Indians article back in the day. It was like an Indians beat reporter. And during the playoffs, it, I found it. Somebody sent it to us. And I, I put it up there. You guys loved it. But the, the title of the article was, If Only Gio Urshela Could Hit. And that was right after the game where he hit a grand slam <laughs> against yeah. the Indians to put the nail in the coffin. And if only he could hit, right? I'm I mean, a, he's a I'm good fielder. They, so I'm, if only he could hit. Yeah, and you know what? They're not wrong. It's not. It is a freezing cold take after seeing what he's done with the Yankees now. But my point in bringing that up is, he went from going in 2015, 81 games. He was 225 hitter. Then he was a 224 hitter in 20 in uh, his age 25 season, 2017, 67 games. Not really getting a lot of reps, right? Then in 19, uh, 18, he had played 19 games. That's what <laughs> messed with my mind a little bit. Again, 233. So all around 225, 224 to 233, nothing good at all. Like a pretty much Tyler Wade-esque player at the plate. But with limited opportunity. Exactly. So that's why I'm going to cut him some slack. Also in his first, second, and third years in the league. So that's why last year we did the roll call episode going into the 2020 season assuming that it was going to be a full season we were breaking down his 2019 where absolutely absolute coming out party right Mm -hmm. 314 batting average he played in 132 games pretty durable and you know like we're, we're talking about him as is this a breakout is this a fluke he needs 2020 to really like solidify himself really be considered as an actual good third baseman in the MLB he wasn't getting a lot of respect and I I don't think he really deserved it outside of Yankee land like Yankees fans loved him going into 2020 of course but across the league there's there's a difference between the two things he's a household name versus like a national name Mm -hmm. and Gio Urshela wasn't quite the national name yet and granted he does play for the Yankees so the national recognition does come a lot quicker than like let's say if he were on the athletics if you're on the athletics nobody would know who Gio Urshela is yeah, debatable. No, it's not really that debatable. I mean, look at Matt Chapman. Like a, but he's not like a Matt Chapman is has been doing it for much longer. I'm saying after right. one year. After one year, yeah. After one year, it's tough to. He's also not a home run hitter, so that doesn't help be, either. Yeah, he's not like a flashy he player. He's a flashy he's not guy. Like a Kunya, yeah. Anything Albies, not Albies, uh, Soto. He doesn't do anything but what he's asked yeah, to do. He's, like, a very, he's, he's a very, yeah. like, put your head down. I'm going to do my job. I mean, he does, he does sell, but he's not like DJ going, by any stretch of the yeah, imagination. Guys going but, for the batting title don't get all the, the hype all the time. Exactly. I mean, people forget that in 2019, he was close to the batting title, but he ended up missing it because he didn't qualify. He was in the race, and it was actually the opposite between him and Tim Anderson. So he was in the race, qualified, and then at the end, he dropped out because he, he got injured or something for a couple of games, and he was on the yeah. cusp and didn't quite make it. I think he would have won the batting title if not came in second. Yeah. And then last second, Tim Anderson did qualify. Mm-hmm. So it was weird, and then DJ got screwed out of it. Either way, he was in the running for a batting title. And then we talk about 2020. Okay, he needs to come in. He needs to prove himself. He goes out, and in six, in a 60-game season, he played 43 games. But, you know, he batted 298. So I'm willing to go out and say that... He's not a fluke that this is a breakout. I yeah. think he broke out in 2019, and I think we're now looking at a player who is in the upper echelon of offensive production. I'll, I'll go into the stats too, but before I even dive into like the sabermetrics and stuff, just to give you an idea 
of what he has actually done for his career. He, I read aloud the numbers to you that he was a two twenty five or whatever hitter. He brought up his career batting average to two seventy three just from these two years, the one and a half years. Yeah, that just shows you how little he actually, how little of an opportunity he got in his first three years versus his last two. And people also have to realize that he's only going into his sixth year. He played five years in the MLB. How old is he? He's 29. 29. Going into the age 29 season. He's, the dude's in his prime. So mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to love about Gio Urshela. And honestly, he's also just such a, yeah, he's a lovable, he's a lovable guy. Lovable, lovable guy. Lovable face. Yeah. He's like, you know, he's like the parents' Friends favorite with son. everybody. He's his, he's his parents. He's his mother's favorite kid. And I think this is the first time in his career that he has gone into a season as the solidified starter. Yes, 100%. 100% agree. 100%. With agree. that being said, the only person who ever who was in the position battle with him is Miguel Andujar. So, yeah. where do you see I I think I I know. This this is Gio's job. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. What does Miguel Andujar like what is his role? Is he like, uh, is he for sure in left field now? Or is he not? Ever, I know he doesn't really have a position, and he's probably not going to get much playing time. But he really, I mean, he, he, he really could come back position, and though. he could come back and do something. Like he, I mean, the, Miguel Andujar has shown flashes. Like he was the opposite of Gio. He came out guns blazing right away in his career, and then he ended up tapering off. Gio started out bad, and then started coming in hot. So, I mean, when we're talking about Andujar. I mean, what are we even talking about here? Because he's not going to take... That's the point I wanted to bring up. He's not taking Gio's job. This no, is and Duhar his doesn't job. have... He really doesn't have a place right now, unfortunately, because it's it really does suck, suck because he had an amazing rookie season, right? Should have been the rookie of the year, and then doesn't play the year after, and now he just like doesn't have a spot in the team, unfortunately, because no one expected Gio Urshela to come out and play the way he played, right? Like, 2019 was a fluke year, apparently. Now, 2020, it came out and had consistent numbers, you know, may possibly even better numbers through a shortened season, right? So we have, you know, I'm really curious to see what he does in 2020, sorry, 2021. And I think that he's going to have another solid year. Not probably not as great as 2019 because that was a breakout and that was a, a phenomenal year, but probably somewhere in the middle. And that with his glove too, He's a starting third baseman. I don't think Andujar can fill that void at all because he also like Andujar has not played good baseball in a long time. Andujar has a lot to prove, and this isn't the Andujar episode, but I thought I'd bring him up because just for the statement to say this is Gio's job, and I don't even I don't even want to say Gio's job to lose anymore. It's not. That's, it's what, that's his what we job. said going it's into last job, year. This is his job. He's not going to lose it, even if he starts playing bad. And like I don't think I don't see Andujar getting. Like there's there's no short leash on Gio. I think they're gonna and, and last I think he's year proven to sure. himself for the last two years that he gets like even if he goes back to hitting two twenty five for a little bit of time, like I don't think you ever question him. I think no. he showed it in like his playoff heroics when he hit the grand slam. That was the nail in the coffin he's against here to the play. Indians. He's here to play. He's got the clutch gene. He's here to play, and he's known to be a. Like like Gio Urshela is supposed to be the defensive wizard, right? He's spo- he like everybody knows him. You, I mean, the eye test tells you that he's a great defender and he makes these flashy plays and he doesn't miss. He don't miss. 
But when you look at the Sabre metrics, and everybody knows this, that they don't favor him, and everybody wonders why. And when you look at it, we've talked about this on prior episodes before, but what we came down to was that his UZR, like the, the zone rating, it's just like his outs above average, all those Sabre metrics don't favor him, and his success rate when he gets the ball is favorable. It's one of the best in the league. He's almost like perfect when he gets to the ball, but that's just it. I don't, he didn't. He doesn't get to the ball as much as other players in the league. His zone rating, his range, his range is just not there. He's huh. he's, a, he's a subpar defender. He's negative one outs above average, so he's slightly below average in outs above average. For reference. The number one outs above average is Arenado, of course. He has seven. So it's really not that far off. It's not like, I mean, it's seven is a lot. Mm-hmm. So he's negative one. So it's not like he's so far down, but he's definitely below average d- a defender in that respect. And that tends to be the stat that a lot of people look at the outs above average, defensive run saved, stuff like that. But no one, he's but 28th no one thinks overall. Of him that way, though. He's 28th overall in outs above average and defensive run saved. So. And that's and that's because of he doesn't he's a little bit slower off off the hop like he doesn't get a good jump and that that's to his downfall he doesn't make errors and you never see him make errors but that's why the saber metrics don't favor him that yeah. being said the eye test tells you he's a fantastic defender and he makes and it seems like he gets to range to the balls like he makes these diving plays where he's throwing off his back foot falling back and then he makes the throws and I think maybe that's because I mean looking back at those numbers and trying to combine the two. It may be he has to dive for those plays because he can't get he doesn't get a good first jump type thing. So yeah. they look a little bit harder than they other people can make. Gets him look the ball easier. late, allows him to, to make late, a better yeah, play. He's got to dive and do all these things. Which whatever. I mean, he's he's not a bad defender by the metrics either. So this isn't saying he's a bad defender. It says he's an average versus what we think or thought he was as an over the top exceptional like Arenado. Yeah. Watch out where he's he does make those crazy plays, and that thing. makes you think. Yeah. But with that being said, great defender. But that was just a little explanation as to why he's never shows up in like the like all time defensive categories. So but he's also only been he's also only played a like full season and a half. Yeah, I know. So moving on, would you consider with all of that we've said before and all that we've seen out of Gio for the last two years, would you consider Gio Urshela to be the third baseman of the future? Are you are you satisfied with that? Yes. With that statement. Hundred percent. I, I think that you know Obviously, the last two seasons. Not in house. I'm saying just like when other free agents come available, that type of thing. Like I know his yeah. job is secure. Are you good at third base? Do you not want to move away from a guy in his prime right now for the next three or so years? Lock it down, Gio Rochella, unless he's hurt. Yes, 100. percent Because listen, I mean, he. I think that he is again. I'll, I'll go back to this right now, but I think he is an underrated third baseman. And I like I was looking at some stats earlier, and I'm just comparing um, 20, 2020. I know it was a shortened season, but if you take his 2020 stats and basically just duplicate it, like it's pretty much the 2019 stats. It, it was pretty consistent, and I think that's a good enough sample size for right now. But I don't think people consider Gio Rochella to be a top 10 third baseman, would you? No, across the league or in yeah, our eyes. In, in, our, in my mind, he's starting to become that. And I think that's a lot of the, the the reason why he's getting a little bit of respect is because across the league, he is quite honestly one of the 
premier offensive bats by I the was, metrics. Yeah. So we're talking about the metrics defensively and how they don't favor him, but we think they should. Like if you weren't to look at the numbers blindly and you just go, okay, where would I see Gio excelling at? I'd be like, oh, he's defensive first, but he can get it done offensively, not excel at it. It's the opposite. The Saber metrics favor him offensively like crazy. And before you get into the other players, I'll just read off his offensive metrics in K percentage. He's 90th percentile, 90th being great. Uh, expected slugging percentage, 80th percentile. On base percentage, 92nd percentile. Barrel, barrel percentage is not as high because he doesn't really hit it super duper hard when he gets a hold of it, but he hits a lot of it. But he, he was in 42nd percentile there. Exit velocity is 86th percentile. So he actually, that's weird. That's It's weird how some of them kind of mm-hmm. almost contradict, but I don't know. Barrels is with the, the launch angle too. So I guess he doesn't get the proper launch angle. And then expected batting average, 97th percentile. So he is one of the premier offensive bats and he has a 2.1 war last year and a 3.9 the year before and as you know the defensive metrics don't really go in his favor so a lot of that is coming from the offensive side of the plate so it's just yep. like Gio Urshela when you when you think about other third basemen in the league offensively for sure he's he's top 10 in my yeah, mind there and- are, granted there are great third basemen third baseman is a loaded position but I think this is the year that Gio starts to put a stamp on his name and make a name for himself nationally because yep. to, in us, in our mind, we're talking about it right now. We know just watching the guy play, he can hit, he can field, he can do it all. He has the clutch gene. Gio Urshela, this is the year, uh, granted, having a full season, which it looks like we're going to have. I think this is the year Gio Urshela puts himself and stamps himself put into that top 10. Put some respect on his name. Put some respect on Gio Urshela's name. That's my not even bold prediction because he's put up the numbers, but I think he continues the numbers, and I think this is the year that he – solidifies himself as a top 10 third yeah. baseman nationally nationally recognized quickly i just want to go through go through this because when i look at i was looking at some top the top third baseman in the league from a bunch of different articles and on average he was considered the 25th best third baseman in the league 25th Put respect on his Put name. some respect on this man i think name. this is the year i'm not just 25th. saying that as a fan too 25th. i mean i am saying that as a fan but i think this is the year I've, that he legitimately becomes now let's say let's say yeah he's a 25th let's go Gio. best third baseman in the league based up. on articles whatever that may sound let's look at the top 10 um third baseman we have nolan arenado anthony rondon this is not in any order okay alex bregman uh jose ramirez matt chapman manny machado chris bryant um, Yohan Mankata, Josh Donaldson. You know, I'm th- those are those are names, not in any order. Don't come yelling at us. All right, let's look at. I'm just looking at their WAR really quickly because I think that's uh, WAR and OPS. He was in the top five. Sorry, top like five percent of all those. So better than Nolan Ar- Nolan Arenado in WAR. Um, the same as Anthony Rendon. Better than Alex Bregman. Jose Ramirez had an amazing year, but he had two point four WAR. Versus two point one. So versus two point one. This is all small sample size. Yeah, Matt, but, Matt but Chapman one point two. Before you continue, this is small sample size, and I know people are going to come at us with that. But he had better WAR in twenty nineteen, so it's just yeah. continuing his just continuing. fantastic twenty nineteen season. Chris Bryant point four. Josh Donaldson um, point five. The list goes you know, on. The list goes he's, on. He's up there in. But he's just underrated. I think he's league, underrated. And I, he's very guys. much underrated. If you were investing in cards, Gio Urshela could be one to get. Might want to load up on Gio Urshela. Might buy and that tonight. See, all these names, here's the common thing. Those are household nationally ranked names, nationally recognized names. Like, 
Gio outside Urshela of New York, isn't quite yeah. there. And honestly, in my mind as well, like you, you hear those names without looking at the stats, and you hear Alex Bregman, you hear Nolan Arenado, you hear Rendon, Ramirez, Chapman, Bryant, Moncada, all these names, even other guys like, uh, what's his name? Fucking Vladdy Jr. Yeah. You would think that, oh, Vladdy Jr., highly talented prospect. No, he's just a he fat like a shit. Lost a bunch of, I know, but the names seem like they have hold more value numbers aside than Gio. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the numbers, I think that's that's exactly what I'm trying to get at. So yep. he is going to be one of like those names this year. Yep. I think three years of that creates that. Matt Chapman has had three plus years of being that. Like That's, I think, the going rate for getting nationally recognized. You need to have that's three really years of being too. in there. Yeah. And I think this year he's an all-star. I think this is the year that he just he does that. So last thing, because we're actually started talking about Gio Urshel for quite some time. I mean, we'll, we what's not to love? Over, but whatever. What's you got to love, love the guy. He gets an extra couple Going over time, Gio Urshela. One last thing that me and Damon thought were, was super interesting. And this is, when you look at Gio Urshela and where he stacks up against previous third baseman the Yankees have had, I mean, we this was weird because we were talking about this right before we hopped on the air. And I, we were just thinking like, oh, Damon, When's what's like what's the last like good third baseman we've had? And then it kind of like puzzled me for a second. I was like, was it like A Rod? Is it mm-hmm. is it that that far back? And like A Rod wasn't great at the end of his career, but like the last Urshela like in terms of n- numbers and production and WAR player the Yankees have had at third base was A Rod in 2011. Yep. And the the names prior to Gio Urshela are Miguel Andujar. I, I'll I'll count Andujar, but he's on the active roster, so I, I'll go a little bit further back because he had a great year that year, and yeah, you, you don't have to write that off. But before Andujar, there was Chase Headley, who didn't have great years, very average years, uh, Solarte, Nix, and then A-Rod in 2012 is his last year, and then 2011, he made the All-Star team. So the last Yankee to make the All-Star team at third base was A-Rod in 2011. 2011, yep. Which so, is crazy. That's 10 years ago. Ten years ago, since we have an I'm all-star. I'm 23 third years baseman. old. That is half, um, almost half my life. We haven't had a good third baseman. Yep, it's just kind of wild. Just I think I think people as Yankee fans, I'm talking nationally recognized, but like just in house in in How the Bronx. The hell, that like, A Rod only play 89 games and get an All Star in 2011. That makes no sense. I don't know, but maybe it was a respect thing. Yeah, after a certain point, you just get called to All Star because of your name. Yeah. But I mean that that's just something I wanted to bring to the attention of Yankee fans is that we have I mean, a start, third start to start to recognize that how where Gio stacks up in terms of just like the last ten years, last decade of Yankees third baseman. Yeah. I and mean, we're looking at something pretty special, honestly. We have and he's only in his going into his sixth year and twenty nine years old. Like we, we might have something here. And something more than what we already have seen. Like he yep. could keep getting better. It seems like he has. I mean in 43 games, he had 2.1 war. In th- how, how many played games did he play in 2019? Um, he played 123 games in okay. 2019. So he's on pace for way... He, like last year was a step forward. He was on pace for more war than he had in his great year in 2019. So, I mean, my expectation for him is through the roof. If, like, uh, for all these roll call episodes, he's honestly one of the mo- the ones I'm most excited about. Yep. I mean, like, yeah, I think he's gonna have an in the in between year next year. In between, in between, I mean, no, I in between he, twenty twenty and twenty nineteen. 
you know, what I was saying, I th- he took a step forward in 2020 for the small sample size that for it the was. small sample so size, So I think yeah. he takes that step forward on top of 2020. And then and I think he, bold, bold prediction, I think he's a top five third baseman by the end of the year. I agree. That's how I'll end the episode. I agree. So, without put, further, some put some respect on Gio or his name. name. So, like I always say in every episode, make sure you give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We love you guys. Love us back. back. (laughs) Show us some love in the five star. Leave us a review if you want to. We'll read them on the next episode. Twice a week coming at you. Twice a week. Like we said, Tuesdays and Thursdays leading up to the last week. I think it's the week before. The week leading up to the the season. It's a week and a half leading up to the season. And then we're going to do every day to finish out the rest of the 26-man roster. There'll be 26 of these coming your way. Guys like Debbie Garcia. Buckle up. All the names. Buckle up. We got a lot of content coming for you guys. Lots of big plans. We just locked in some good stuff for for the upcoming season. A lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of big plans. A lot of live shows. Maybe a Patreon coming in for exclusive content. Yeah, we'll announce it. We'll, we'll announce it. But it. Don't want to don't want to spoil the news. But we got a lot of big things planned. Pre-game shows, etc. I keep I'm spoiling it. But see you guys later. All the guys at 161st Street. I just have two words for you. See ya. Nobody